Hi everyone, Pete Seligman here with the Next Step Podcast. On today's episode, I'm speaking with someone I never anticipated I'd have on the show when I got this whole thing started. Her name is Jade Vincent. She's 18 years old. She lives in Canada and she's got over 1.2 million followers on a platform known as TikTok, which I'm sure all of you are hearing more and more about. I first came across TikTok when I heard a lot of people talking about how it looked like it was becoming the next powerhouse in social media and it was exhibiting a lot of the kind of attributes of Instagram and Snapchat and those kind of platforms early on and since then over the last few months it really has accelerated and if you look at any of the leaderboards it's leading kind of application downloads, social media leaderboards and all those kinds of things so it really seems to be quite a powerful platform particularly in the age groups of kind of 13 to 18, 18 to 25, which is where a lot of these platforms start. The Facebooks, the Instagrams, the Snapchats, they start young and then they trend older. So a lot of people are watching TikTok with a lot of interest. So I connected with Jade uh, about three to six months ago um, when she was relatively new to the LinkedIn platform. She's now got over 6,000 connections on LinkedIn and continues to grow and her profile gets viewed extensively. And I think that's because she's taking a very honest and humble and learning approach to the way in which she's engaging. She definitely has value to bring in how to engage with her demographic and particularly using TikTok as a platform for that. But she's doing it in a way that's very humble, um, which I think is, is endearing and engaging. So anyway, in this episode of the podcast, we talk through what got her started, what her aspirations are, and also some of the challenges and successes that she's had, not only with TikTok, but also on LinkedIn. I hope you enjoy it. Cheers. So thanks very much for your time. I really appreciate it. And just for a bit of context, and I imagine given I've seen you've been on a few podcasts recently, you've probably got a bit of this down pat already. What's the kind of really quick background on Jade? Like, how do you, in the context of kind of your, what you're doing on TikTok and stuff, how, how do you quickly describe your backstory? My backstory, uh, I would quickly describe that as I downloaded the app because I was bored and sick of my family because I moved <laughs> countries and now I'm big. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And so where did you move from? Because so, now you're in Calgary and I know that's just generically Calgary because I saw the post the other day, but <laughs> from, from England, given the, the accent, right? So whereabouts yeah. are you that? Uh, I was born in Cornwall, so oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Pasties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. I like it. And and then you moved to Canada only 12 months ago or something, wasn't it? I started, well, I moved here where just over a year ago, June 2018. Yeah, right. Okay. So still, still pretty new. And what do you think about Canada compared to the UK? Like, what are the... Oh, I love Canada so much, but I miss the food from back home. Oh, right. What food do you miss from back home? Chinese and Indian. Really? Not that good in Canada? No, nope. because yeah. like it's really authentic in the UK because yeah. a load of, there's a load of Chinese and Indians there and they've got just the right ingredients, but you come over here and it's not quite the right ingredients, so it's not perfect. So I'm just like... Yeah, there's a, there's a long history of Indian and Chinese food in the UK, which has really given it. I remember when I lived in London for a couple of years, we used to go to Brick Lane 
and there was some really good Indian there and also up mm -hmm. in as well. So no, I, I feel your pain. So what then is the best food in Canada? The best food in Canada? Well, I really enjoy the steak. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well Calgary, with the stampede, like you've got to get a bunch of, you know, they're, they're pretty good with steak, right? So. Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Awesome, awesome. No, th thanks for that. And so... As I, as I kind of said um, the other day, there's kind of three things that I'm really intrigued when I see people trying things new. And even though, even with the success you've had, this is still relatively new for you, right? And there are three kind of attributes to that. One is kind of the courage to try in the first time. The second is how do you get some clarity around what you're going to do when you actually start? And then the third one is how do you find some commitment to keep going? Because you don't get to where you got unless you do it again and again and again and again like day after day after day after day so what i was thinking is we could kind of just quickly step through each of those and you could sort of describe your journey in that regard so in relation to the courage piece clearly you're courageous because you don't mind putting yourself out there um in in a lot of different ways which is really exciting to watch but what do you think it was was there anything in particular about um you or your environment or your background that kind of gave you the courage to try and give a go in the first place or did it sort of just come naturally to you to just start uploading content and just just go for it? See, I haven't really ever been the most confident person. When I posted my first video, I was actually terrified. Yeah. I was so scared, but my confidence came through growing. I became a really confident person and I had like this, like I built my drive to like really push myself because of the support I was getting from TikTok. Yeah, wow. So the feedback loop was actually then giving you more confidence to keep going and keep going. 100%. Because so, clearly you're a dancer. Like I, there's no way I can do any of those moves. So you must have learnt some of them. That doesn't just come naturally. So is that something that you've done for a long time? Yeah, I've been dancing since I could walk. My mum, she's she's a dancer too, and she used to teach dance, so that's how I got into it. Yeah, right, okay. So I guess there was some level of kind of comfort you had when even when you were getting on screen, you are like, it's okay, I'm just doing this dancing thing and I know how that bit works. So then it's just a matter of filming it, putting it on. Yeah. And did you have a bunch of friends around you that were doing it at the same time or was there any people around you that helped you to kind of encourage you to get going? It was just me and my sister. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. So you just played a pretty big part in, in helping you get there by sort of being the person that you can kind of relate to. Yep, definitely. Yeah, fantastic. That's fantastic. So the next part of the process for me is really then getting some clarity around it. Now, I'll, my guess would be that when you first started, you were like you said, you know, I'm in a new place. I'm getting a bit bored. I need something new to do. There's this TikTok thing. I'm going to have a crack at it and see what comes of it. There must have been a turning point where you suddenly thought, this is actually, like, I'm actually pretty good at this and I'm getting some traction here. Maybe I could do this a bit more, not seriously, but you know what I mean, like, like a bit more structured. When did that happen? Like, when did it tip from being, I'm bored, this is entertaining, through to, I'm actually now going to try and do this a bit more seriously? See, it only took a month, so I only really, because I downloaded the app around Christmas time, like a week before Christmas, I didn't really post anything until February, and then 
once it hit March, that's when I really started to get a lot of attention and I really blew up and I gained hundreds of thousands a day. Um, and that's when I really started to think, you know what, this could really be something like this could be the beginning of my journey, like where I want to be in the future. Cause I've always wanted to be an influencer growing up. I never thought that TikTok would be the beginning, but it is. And so I really started to take it like a little bit more serious in March. But once I started like climbing towards my million, that's when I was like, right. Okay head down I had my stepdad like okay you can you really got this and my mom and my stepdad they was like really reassuring me and I was like okay I've got this like I'm gonna I'm gonna do this so yeah yeah. and did your daily routine change much like do you find that in a particular day it's still as kind of fluid as it always was or have you got a bit more structure about how you manage your day to make sure that you're keeping the consistency I, I do, like, well, my my stepdad does help me. It, I have my day structured so that he's kind of like my personal assistant. He comes in my room and is like, okay, you got a podcast at this time, you got a podcast at this time, you got this and this and this. And I'm like, okay, thank you. And yeah. then I get ready, got to do what I do, and then I go do it, and then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, we always talk, Nick, who you met earlier, and I always talk about how kind of every hero on a journey needs a mentor. And, and I think that that's something that clearly you've got around you in a great way. And, you know, even a comment you made on LinkedIn the other day about how you get a lot of help, I actually think that that's something that a lot of people fail to do. Like they, they miss the idea that actually they could get some help and, and that that might actually help them progress. So I think, I think it's really great that you've got people around you that can support you like that. Yeah, definitely. And so I definitely, I think I remember seeing a post that you did when you ticked over that million mark. Like that's a massive milestone. Like how did that feel when you went from kind of zero? Like think about Mick right now. He's got one follower. So explain to him what it feels like to have a million followers and that time when it actually ticks over. Gosh, I don't even think I can fully put this into words. Like because... You go from like that one follower, that one follower to one million followers. That is, honestly, I felt the excitement in my belly button. It was just (laughs) like, you know, when somebody like puts their finger in your belly button, that's, I felt that because I was so excited. Like it was just so overwhelming. Like I had goosebumps, I was sweating and I was freezing and I just felt everything at the same time. Like I just, I wanted to, cry, laugh, and dance. It was just so amazing. It is one of those things where there's a bunch of work that you put in to get to that point, and then that's a milestone on the journey that realises that actually the effort you've been putting in has, has been paying off, right? So yeah, it's, it's, it's worth being proud of, right? Definitely. Um, so, so the next part of the kind of trio of things that I'm interested in is this whole commitment piece. And there's a lot of people, and I don't know whether I'm only just noticing them now because we're connected on LinkedIn, but there's a lot of people now kind of making the connection between TikTok and LinkedIn and starting to think about business and starting to think about all that kind of stuff. But clearly you made a decision a month or so ago to say, you know what, I need a profile on LinkedIn so I can start to talk about TikTok. Now, for me, that's like an amazingly insightful step to take because a lot of people kind of not only your age but at your stage in that journey 
aren't really going to be thinking enough about how can I turn this into something that's going to last a longer time. And you've seen the LinkedIn platform as, as a good contributor to that. How did you make that decision and, and how did you then kind of bring that to life? So I actually had no idea what LinkedIn was until my stepdad came into my room and he was like, listen, okay, so you have these goals and they're very big goals. So you need to get on LinkedIn like right now because that's really going to get you to the place where you want to be. So I downloaded the app, he kind of, because he has it himself. So he kind of showed me around and everything. And then I was like, we sat down and was like, what can we do on LinkedIn that will really put my mark mm-hmm. on that? And we throw some ideas and I really want to inspire people and teach people. And I really want to show that businesses can be on the, on TikTok. It's because people look at the app and like, Oh, it's stupid. It's just for kids. But there is so much more to TikTok than just kids dancing and lip syncing to stupid songs. Like there's so much that you can do with it as a brand. So um, me and my stepdad, we decided to put together a TikTok series. Um, where I'm going to basically be uh, doing step-to-steps on how TikTok works, how you can grow on there, how you can get your business and your brand on the app um, in a really successful way Mm. with all these tips and tricks that I learned along my journey. So that's kind of what I'm using LinkedIn for, to help teach people and inspire people and to also help myself get the exposure that I want from businesses and brands at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Because I think, I mean, that's something that should work on social, right? There should be an exchange. So to the extent that you're bringing value by teaching people how they might use TikTok for their brand, then you should benefit from it as well because you start engaging with people that understand business and you can learn from them around how you can commercialise some of this stuff, right? So yeah, and, that, and that's how you get that two-way, two-way flow. It's interesting, you, you, you just said then um, you're keen to inspire people and, and think about how you can teach people things. I remember a week or so ago, I can't remember exactly what it was, you, you put up a post about, was it might have even been the first time you did a, a in-person um, shopping centre type event where you went and went in store and 2,000 people turned up? Oh, yeah, my meet and greet, yeah. So was that your first one? That was my first ever arranged meet and greet because yeah. I'll – like usually I'll post on my story I'm like you guys will be at the mall like come see me and then yep. like a few people will be like oh my gosh hi Jade but yep. that was an actual meet and greet that I actually arranged and I planned it and I only expected like 40 people to come but in came over 2,000 people and it was insane I had a solid queue for over two hours yeah which is just amazing right and, and I think if people are interested in working out whether or not there is real life traction in a profile like the one that you've got on TikTok, that that's the evidence of the real life traction, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, I saw the footage from it and there are people turning up there and like the way they engage with you and particularly some of the younger girls, how they turn up and, and hug you because clearly you've done things that have inspired them to do things, right? And then hearing about how, when you put your first post up, you were scared and terrified and didn't know what was going to happen. And now look where you've managed. It, it's um, it's a really powerful message for some young kids to hear that actually it's okay. Like you don't necessarily need to be fully comfortable and ready to try something when you're going to have a crack, right? Yeah, definitely. And and what did you, did you have any kind of interesting conversations when you were there? Like what were people wanting to, what were the questions people wanting to ask you when they actually had a chance to meet you in person? 
Well, the first per- like the first question they'd ask is, "Oh my gosh, can I take a picture with you?" <laughs> and then um, they they wouldn't really ask them. Like a lot of people were like, "Oh, can you follow me on TikTok?" Like, but some people did ask some really good questions. Like they asked me for advice on how they could grow. Yeah. And I did actually spend quite a bit of time with those people because they were like terrified to meet me and everything. Because obviously when you idolize somebody, you're like, oh my gosh. And it's crazy that to think that people look at me like that. But like I really put my time into those people because that's where I was. Like when I first started like seeing that this was an opportunity, I wanted to, I was too scared to ask somebody like if I saw like my, like the person that I idolized, I'd be way too scared to ask that. So I like had so much respect for those kids that were asking me because it, when I had that many followers, like 2,000 followers, I would be way too scared. So for them to like ask that, I was like, you know what? This is what you want to do. And But honestly, it was the most amazing thing ever. I can't wait to do my next one. Have you got another one planned? Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to plan one now. Oh, cool. Cool. In, in the yeah. same location or are you going to move around a bit? Oh, I'm going to go to the city that's above me in Edmonton. Oh, Edmonton. Are you, are you going to go to the mall? Yeah, probably probably West Edge, yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah, cool. I've only ever been there once. I, I was travelling through Canada a long time ago and went to the mall, and it was pretty impressive back then. So I imagine they've done some work on it since, but it's definitely a massive place. So there'll be plenty of space for all the thousands of people that turn up when you um, when you have it. So what's the what has been kind of the main differences and then similarities you've seen between TikTok and LinkedIn? And it could be anything. It could be how people respond, what works, what doesn't. Like, have you found kind of trying to navigate a new environment when you got so comfortable with with the TikTok environment? So when I hopped onto LinkedIn, I did actually notice some similarities, like people overdoing things and some people being really authentic and real and raw. See, TikTok, nobody wants to see anything like over, like really polished and overdone and this is perfect. They want to see people looking natural. Like I post videos with a messy bun and I'm wearing my Christmas PJs and people are like, oh my gosh, Jade, I love you. You're amazing. Like people want to see that because they just love how raw and natural people are. Um, And LinkedIn, I see that some people on that are also posting things that are way too overdone and People are just like, okay, like scroll past. And I then see people that are posting videos where they just woke up in the morning. They're like, oh, yeah, this is a great idea. I just want to see this. Like, this is on my phone. Like, whatever. I I look awful right now. But people are like, oh, this is a great idea. Like, I love this. And people are like, listen to because people want to listen to real people. They don't want to listen to people that are so doled up and perfect and look like like robots. So, That's a, yeah. that's a really, like we were just having that conversation this morning actually, and there was um, someone that that Nick and I know in Brisbane that was having a similar kind of challenge, and then she just the other day thought, you know what, I'll just sit in my car and record a message of literally what's happening for me today, like the challenges I've got and how I'm trying to build my business, and I've got two kids, and like all that dynamic is really challenging for me, but I'm going to keep trying. And the engagement she got on that was just off the charts compared to what she got with all of the more curated stuff. So it's interesting that I think historically LinkedIn has come from a place where people feel like they need to polish. And so there's a bit of an overhang, like they're not, even though the engagement is telling people that authenticity is the way to go, there's still this kind of overhang of people that just are encumbered by thinking, no, 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 I need to make sure it looks perfect. Whereas you're right, like the real stuff gets much more engagement, doesn't it? 
Yeah, that's what I love about TikTok though, because you're free to be yourself. Like you go and you go on Instagram, and every everybody's life is so perfect on there, and everybody's just lying to each other. Like yeah. nobody's real. Everybody's just like, oh yeah, like I'm perfect, like I'm better than you. And then you go on TikTok, and everyone's like, I don't care. I just woke up. I haven't even brushed my teeth yet. Like here's yeah. my video. Love it or leave it. And everyone's like, you're amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what about um, what about differences? between what's been the the um thing you've had to learn the most in trying to get traction on linkedin what's something new you've had to kind of try to navigate because i'm quite new to the app i don't really know too much about it i i, I do struggle with some things but like i'm, I'm still learning i've got my stepdad like he's like here jade like directing me in the right way like hey you can do this like yeah and you just kind of he's always looking over my shoulder like okay this way, <laughs> not that way. Because I, I think one thing, one thing you've managed to do really well in the way that you engage is that, that on some of your posts, there have been people come back and say, oh, that looks like a bunch of fun for teenagers, but really it's not something for, for business. And you haven't just kind of let that slide. Like you've jumped in on those and you've said, oh, it's interesting you say that. I mean, my view on that would be there's like a whole demographic of people that are ancient age 13 to 18 and they buy your stuff so maybe you want to talk to them (laughs) so I think you've done a really good job at being on the front foot with that and I think that a lot of people on LinkedIn probably aren't ready for to hear that kind of feedback from someone like you which is great right because then they're like oh wow now I've got to take notice because this person didn't just step back when I said that they actually stepped forward and they're wanting to have a conversation yeah, well, with TikTok, it's made me a very brave person, and I'm not afraid to bite back now. And see, I'm a teenager, so I'm going to speak like a teenager. And people will like come in and like they're adults and they're talking all professional and stuff. But I'm a kid, so I'm I'm just going to be straightforward. And I don't think some adults are like used to that because LinkedIn is like filled with adults. So when a kid comes and talks to them, they're like, oh this kid knows much more than me. Maybe I should listen to them because I'm not going to just be like, okay, all right, it's just for kids, whatever. I'm going to be like, no, you're wrong. Yeah, that's right. I think the thing that you can teach adults is the courage piece. I mean, there's been a lot of people that, um, I think one guy posted the other day, he said something like, you know, I've started working t-shirt, wearing t-shirts and jeans to work recently, whereas everyone's expecting me to wear suits. What does everyone think about what you wear to work? And you posted that photo of you in like a t-shirt and the torn up jeans. And you said, this is what I wear to work. And it was awesome because it was just, it was just really honest. And I think what happened then, if you look at that feed, a whole bunch of other people with relatively serious profiles came out after you and said, you know what, this is actually what I prefer to wear to work or actually I do wear a suit all the time but I really don't like it. Whereas before you'd said that, they were too scared to do it. So I think having a bit of kind of courage and a bit of openness in there is um, is really, really powerful. Definitely. So I've got two more questions before we wrapped up because I know that I promised a short visit. So I know that your night is getting late. So two more questions. One was if I'm owning and running a business, What's the thing that you'd tell me about why I should get onto TikTok? I would tell you uh, to get onto TikTok ASAP because this is probably the best place for you to be. On TikTok is where all the kids are and the kids are like, they're the future. We are the future and 
us kids are the reason why your sales are going up. Okay, because us kids, we'll go to our parents. Like, I'm always going to my mom and my stepdad. I'm like, I saw the sweater on TikTok. I need it. Like, the sweater I'm wearing right now. I saw it on TikTok, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Look at the colors. I need that. And I'll go, I'll go like, I, I need to buy this. Like, right now, can you, can you, like, buy this for me? Well, now I buy it myself because I'm 18. <laughs> but <laughs> my sister will do that. And, um, yeah, being on TikTok is definitely the best place for you because the kids are where the money is okay we are the money so yeah chase the money but go on tiktok <laughs> that's it and and so what should i then do to get started to get started it's it's gonna be a bit of a process but you're gonna wanna be fun okay i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about the dentist um which i always talk about because he's just so amazing to me he's an orthodontist and nobody would have ever expected a dentist to do so well on an app but he is absolutely killing it because he's gone and bought two more offices everybody wants to go to his uh, offices for him to be his dentist the lawyer you know he's a lawyer and he's doing all the trend dances too like if you yeah. you don't have to be a dancer to obviously be big but if yeah. you can like put content out there that's funny that relates to your work and to it also relates to uh, the kids on the app People are just going to eat you up. They're going to love you, honestly. So just get started and just see yeah. what doesn't it? Experiment. Yeah, exactly. Just experiment with it. You, you. It doesn't matter if you change it up just a little bit in the beginning. You find what works best for you and what uh, brings you the most engagement. But sometimes you'll have those days which are amazing, and sometimes you'll have like a week where your content is not doing so great. But that happens to me too. Like you just have to be consistent and don't let it like degrade you at all. Yeah. And so, so finally, just to wrap up, what's next for you? What, what should we look out for in the next kind of six months? Well, I am trying to get to my two mil and I'm going to be kind of everywhere. You're going to see me everywhere because I'm just going to, be pushing to get myself out there. I'm really going to try and get that exposure because I'm just, I'm just going to keep climbing. <laughs> cool. Awesome. And maybe a few face-to-face experiences in some of those, um, in some of those meetups. Definitely. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Jade. I really, really appreciate it. I know it's, I know it's in the evening there and you've had a big day. So thanks very much for your time. And, and we'll be in touch when this kind of all gets put together and I'll send you a note. But thanks so much. And I really appreciate all of the kind of advice that you've given me and, and frankly, the courage you've given me to have a go at TikTok as well. And, and I wish you all the best. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Not a problem, not a problem. And say hi to Kyle for me and um, I hope the family's well. Thank you. Okay, see ya. Bye. Bye.